Welcome to the Freedom Report. What I love about Austin Peterson is his love of the battle. He wants to fight. Austin was, of course, the rabble-rouser, just to make sure I stayed Rothbardian. We live in a world fraught with danger, and there is a certain amount of danger that the public must endure in order to secure the blessings of liberty for economic freedom and personal liberty. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, Austin Peterson here. Welcome back to the Freedom Report podcast. Today is Thursday, February the 14th. Happy Valentine's Day. I'm spending mine just like Han Solo. Man, somebody got on me the other day on Twitter because they didn't like my dad jokes. I like dad jokes, but I'm not even a dad, but I think I've always liked bad puns. I don't know what it is. I'm just Maybe it's because I'm just a dork, but uh, some guy hopped all over me on Twitter the other day because I made... Um, a meme where I posted a tweet where I said that I think that future Supreme Court memes will be ruthless. Ruthless. Yeah, I know you're not laughing right now, but it, trust me, it was funny at the time. Uh, maybe, all right, maybe I need to cut back on the dad jokes, but or maybe not. Let me know. What do you think? Do you like dad jokes? I, mean, I still do. I think I'm going to keep doing what I like because whatever. What I find funny, you don't find funny, right? Whatever this constitutional law guy was on the internet was berating me. He's like, I was told by people that I should follow you to follow libertarians, and I see this third grade humor, and it's like, oh, dude, like... My job is in the media. My job is to inform, entertain, and to titillate and excite. And so, you know, not everybody's going to like every single joke. Some people like dad jokes. I like dad jokes. All right, enough about the dad jokes. Let's talk about the jokes. That is the news. <clears throat> Denzel Washington once quoted this. I'm not sure who pulled it off. I only knew, knew it from Denzel Washington where he said, If you don't read the news, you're uninformed. If you do read the news... You're misinformed. Somebody said that. Probably not a Denzel Washington original. Who knows? Maybe you guys can look it up and find it out for me. Uh, but <clears throat> I got quite a few topics I want to talk about today. I want to try and pack it all in because I like to keep my podcast nice and tight. Uh, but I want to talk. I've got a piece from Ben Shapiro here over the Daily Wire talking about Republicans pouncing. Ooh, pouncing. Uh, but I want to talk about the big news of the day, which was that um, people are cheering that Amazon has pulled out of their deal with the state of New York. They were originally going to bring about 20,000 jobs to New York. And now that uh, Amazon, I guess Amazon is saying there's, they're just too difficult to work with. But Democrats pounced <laughs> on the news. Uh, AOC, a.k.a. Right, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, a.k.a. AOC, I will sometimes refer to her as that, or as Ocasio-Cortez, uh, tweeted in her general fashion, anything is possible. Today was the day a group of dedicated everyday New Yorkers and their neighbors defeated Amazon's corporate greed, its worker exploitation, and the power of the richest man in the world. Oh, well, we hate those rich people bringing jobs. Uh, and, uh, of course, Elizabeth Warren, here's another Democrat pouncing. She says, one of the wealthiest companies on the planet just walked away from billions in taxpayer bribes, all because some elected officials in New York aren't sucking up to them enough. How long will we allow giant corporations to hold our democracy hostage? How are they, how is Amazon holding democracy hostage exactly? Like, aren't you and the government the ones really responsible for, um, you know, holding democracy? I would say not in hostage, but at least, like, you're supposed to be guard safeguarding it, you know? Don't you have laws? Don't you have the ability to lawmake? Anyways, not that I want them to be writing laws, because let's be honest, they're they're not going to be writing good laws. 
But I saw some other tweets. Uh, one was uh, from a buddy of mine, Tiana Lowe. Uh, she is a writer for the DC Examiner, and she says, does she actually think that the city was paying Amazon? Like, that was just $3 billion in less tax revenue, not $3 billion to, to be reallocated on other public projects. She says, I always oppose rent-seeking and thought the deal needed to be less generous, but this ain't it chief let me explain to you a uh, rent seeking i'm not an economist so i have to look it up again just so i can be reminded this uh, rent seeking is an individual's or entity's use of a company organizational or individual resources to obtain economic gain without reciprocate reciprocating any benefits to society through wealth creation. I'm reading this from Investopedia. An example of rent-seeking is when a company lobbies the government for loan subsidies, grants, or tariff protection, right? Things like that. That's rent-seeking. And I hate rent-seeking too. Uh, but uh, my buddy Alapundit as well, he tweeted, he says, I can understand slamming Amazon for not being willing to relocate to NYC without tax breaks. Yeah, absolutely. See, that rent-seeking behavior. But what he says is, I can't understand triumphalism at the departure of 25,000 jobs. Absolutely. I mean, that's really what I think. How can you really celebrate not bringing 25,000 jobs to your location, right? These, I mean, I kind of feel like in some ways, like Congress should be amenable to job creation. They shouldn't be doing it through offering rent seeking. They shouldn't be offering all these gigantic tax breaks. But Emily Zanotti, she writes, or she works for the Daily Wire. Yeah, she writes for the Daily Wire. Uh, she says the three million isn't fungible. It's taxes Amazon simply wouldn't have paid. That money doesn't yet exist and can't be reallocated to other projects. This doesn't seem like a concept that's super hard. You'd think an econ major would get it, right? Exactly. Like this, I'm, I'm not even econ major, but I'm, you know, more familiar with a lot of these topics than many reporters. Uh, but Emily Zanotti uh, captured that very well. But Amazon's decision, uh, Greg Abbott, Governor Greg Abbott of Texas, he says, Amazon's decision to flee NYC because of the liberal backlash is a warning to those pushing socialism. Hostility to business is bad for your state. Texas is number one for business and jobs because we promote opportunity, not hostility. I just retweeted that. Uh, Charles V. Payne says, Amazon ditches NYC, great news, too much corporate welfare. He says, horrible missed opportunity. Not sure. My panel ready to go. Uh, so that's interesting. Uh, uh, Charles Payne, um, he is a pundit, an analyst over at Fox News and Fox Business Network. Really smart guy. Uh, somebody you should definitely be following. Uh, Chuck Woolery, my buddy, you know, price, price is right. Uh, he says, Amazon puts New York in their rear view mirror. And I don't think it was prices right. I think love connection, Chuck Worley. Sorry about that. I got love. It's Valentine's Day. I got to think about love. Uh, and I don't want to read that person's tweet. I did. I did not. I uh, did not put that in there for a reason. Uh, but anyway, so you get the you get the gist. Uh, Amazon is out. Twenty five thousand jobs are gone, and they'll probably just take it somewhere else. Because here's the deal, guys. Yeah, they they got offered something like eight billion from Maryland. Maryland offered them some insane. Uh, price and I think uh, like Oregon and New Jersey and there was these you know, all these amazing breaks like cities were offering incentives. So I mean, it's obviously rent seeking is is horrible and stupid. But I mean, at the end of the day, you know they're doing this. It'd be better to create the jobs than not create the jobs. I just I hate the way that we. It's you don't need these kinds of incentives to be able to create jobs. It shouldn't have to be this way. The whole you're sucking money out of one end of the community. You're fleecing the taxpayers because the taxpayers are just subsidizing somebody else's job, right? They're having to work. 
their job to subsidize somebody else's job, to pay for somebody else's job. That should be accomplished. Amazon should be completely covered by the private market. I mean, it's the most capitalistic business model to a degree that, that there could be. Just hawking products, selling them on the website, and shipping them to customers. You know, have you, good gracious. I mean, I know there's a lot of logistics involved and blah, blah, blah. Don't, don't at me with, you know, your defense of Amazon and their incredible ability to use drones and robots and all that stuff. Yes, of course, lots of technology involved there. But they're selling stuff on a website, guys. It's just, you know, you put things in the mail, you ship them, okay? Anyways, so... <clears throat> Republicans pouncing. This is funny because I was just reading to you some of the Democrats who are pouncing on this story, but Ben Shapiro wrote a great piece called The Republican Pouncing Problem. Let me read this. In the past few weeks, prominent Democrats have endorsed infanticide, admitted to dressing in blackface, called for an end to fossil fuels, airplanes, and farting cows, and trafficked in open anti-Semitism. None of this is a serious problem for many in the media. For members of the media, the real story is that Republicans keep pouncing. Two weeks ago, Virginia Governor Ralph Northam stated in an interview he favors legislation that would allow a woman to abort a baby at the point of dilation, and then added that in certain cases in which a baby would be born alive, the baby would be kept comfortable while parents and doctors decide what to do with it. Jesus. This seems rather radical. It's because it is, Ben. Here was the Washington Post take, as said in a headline. Republicans seize on liberal positions to paint Democrats as radical. The positions you see are actually mainstream. And Ben Shapiro wrote actually, like that pedantic nerd that you see in the memes. Actually. Well, actually, Austin, it's the non-aggression principle. It is the basis of libertarianism. Actually, Austin, I'm going to repeat what you just said, but in a different way. Actually, we're not a democracy. We're a republic. Actually, you know who you are. Freaking neckbirds. So goddamn pedantic. Pedant, 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 pedant. Get out of my life and stop following me on Twitter and stop annoying me on social network. Networks. It's really annoying. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> well, that's why you like the Freedom Report podcast, which if you like the Freedom Report podcast, I have got some good news for you. I have got some good news for you. I've been doing the Freedom Report podcast since 2013, guys. 2013, I started up. My buddy Luke Moreau's at the time. We were living in uh, Old Town Alexandria. He's, you know, I had the Libertarian Republic. He's like, you know, you should, he turns and looks at me. He goes, you should start a podcast. And I'm like, well, why should I start a podcast? And he's like, he's like, I think you get a lot of listeners. And I was like, that's a good idea. So I started a podcast. And here we are. Tens of millions, dozens of millions, many, many, many millions of downloads later. Here we are, you and me. And I've got some exciting news. Because from starting that podcast to what is going to happen soon, you guys are going to get a special treat. Some exciting news for you if you are fans of the podcast. But... You, can, you can't just be a fan of the podcast to get the news first. If you want to get the news first, you're going to have to subscribe on Patreon. I know how some of you feel about Patreon, but let me just tell you guys this. There is a chance I will move away from Patreon if uh, Jordan Peterson and Dave Rubin come up with something better. So if you want to get the news first and support the podcast, you like the Freedom Report podcast, maybe you've been listening for a few years, uh, you can do it a dollar a month, five bucks a month, $150,000 a month is totally totally fine all that evil capitalism so i can bring you that sweet sweet freedom every week so i appreciate you guys for being supporters of the podcast uh keep by the way uh, and i just want to say thank you so much to all my supporters and to my patreon supporters um as a matter of fact i'm gonna read some of them and their names at the very end of the podcast because i appreciate them so much because you guys have helped a lot and really helped me to 
continue to bring these things to you, paying server costs, paying bills of, uh, you know, the uh, hosting, which gets actually more and more expensive because we're on so many platforms. You got to buy like business accounts in order to like do unlimited uploads and things like that. But um, there was a really interesting podcast uh, discussion between um, Sam Harris and Joe Rogan recently. It's kind of a long show, but they're talking about all the different monetization models and like kind of how people feel about like paying for something that they watch on Netflix versus watching something free on YouTube versus, you know, advertising and sponsors versus like, you know, donations and things like that and how people feel about when they make a donation. So it's, it's a really interesting business model. And uh, if you want to get a little bit more insight on that and how these kinds of things work, you should watch that podcast with Sam Harris and Joe Rogan. Anyway, back to the topic of Republicans pouncing. I've been laughing so hard because of all these headlines. Um, so anyways, uh, last week, Akaja Cortez released a Green New Deal backgrounder and frequently asked questions on her website, and her staff sent the six-page document to a variety of media outlets. The document happens to be fully insane. Very true. Uh, Ben's uh, editorializing, but I'm agreeing with him. It calls for America to be carbon emissions free within 10 years without use of nuclear power. Holy shit. Not going to happen. It suggests that every building in the country be either replaced or retrofitted. Holy shit. Not going to happen. It calls for universal health care, free college education, replacement of airplanes with high-speed trains. We saw how that worked for California this week. Replacement of every combustion engine vehicle, government-provided jobs, abolition of farting cows, and best of all, total economic security for anyone, quote, unwilling to work. Not gonna happen! That is not gonna happen. That is not happening. <laughs> it's not gonna happen. Yeah, somebody tweeted the other day, and then there, somebody made a meme out of a great little quote. It was like, socialism, you can vote your way into it, but you're gonna have to shoot your way out of it. But um, Not a dad joke. Actually, a pretty good little joke, okay? You pedance. You pedance. You freaking pedance! Man, actually, Austin, actually. Anyways. I'm having a little too much fun with this one, but I'm excited. I got great news, and you could know as early as tomorrow if you're a Patreon supporter. Anyways, here is the New York Times headline. Akaja Cortez, team, flubs, a Green New Deal summary, and Republicans pounce. This week, Rep. Ilan Omar of Minnesota engaged in open anti-Semitism, suggesting that American support for Israel is, quote, all about the Benjamins. Maybe she was just talking about you, Ben. Just you, Benjamin. And then doubling down on that comment by blaming the American-Israel Public Affairs Committee for America's pro-Zionist attitude. I highly doubt it. Pretty sure that APAC exists exists because of America's pro-Zionist attitude. <laughs> this follows years of overtly anti-Semitic content from Omar, as well as from Rep. Rashida Tlaib from Michigan, who suggested back in January that Americans who, like Israel, suffer from dual loyalty and, quote, forgot which country they represent. Wow, wow, that's a pretty blanket statement there. Politico tweeted, the Republican Party has a new trio of Democratic villain, villains. Rashida Tlaib, Ilan Omar, and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Ooh, well, you know, they are pretty fun to make fun of because they are really dumb and they are representing a certain portion of the United States. And sometimes I have to look around at the people who are voting for these kinds of dweebs and just wonder what the hell like this. The, you know, they're there. People, people to me vote. It just sorry. This boggles mind. But it's, we voted for these people. OK, it's not like they're 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 a symptom of the problem. Right. Anyways, I'm editorializing myself. I want to finish the story. Now, pouncing is never a story, says Ben, ever. It is a simple fact of politics that when people screw up, their political opponents react with alacrity. 
That's a $5 word there. Highlighting that response rather than the underlying screw-up is the equivalent of a headline that reads, Sun rises in the morning. Yet that's what the media do whenever Democrats screw up. Republican gaffes are a story in and of themselves. Democrat gaffes aren't a story. Republican nastiness is. All of which demonstrates that a huge swath of the media is inseparable from the Democratic Party. Amen, Ben. If your first response to Democratic nut jobbery is to get defensive about Republican blowback, you're no longer a journalist. You're merely a hack. You are, as President Trump would put it, fake news. An activist masquerading as a journalist. I suppose this means I'm pouncing on the media, though. <laughs> ben, that's, I don't know if that's, that's, uh, that's not a dad joke, but uh, it's, it's a bad joke, Ben. It, was, it really didn't strike hard. And actually, Ben, you, know, you are a Republican pouncing, actually. God, anyways, I can't go on for too much longer, guys, even though I got more topics because there's a whole hell of a lot going on today. I'm getting ready to tape another interview. I got to package everything up and get everything ready for tomorrow. I hope you're ready. Uh, don't forget to go to patreon.com slash AP for Liberty if you want to be in on the news first. Thank you so much for listening to the Freedom Report podcast. And if you're an old-timey listener, then I just have to give you a special shout. If you've been listening from the beginning, I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear, uh, you know, write me a message on Facebook. Write me, um, you know, a tweet. Send me a tweet or something like that. I want to hear from you guys if you've been back from the very beginning but i also want to thank these very special people who are helping this happen aaron abel alex snicker brandon combs camellia plosser caroline irene clint murphy connor martin david spoor doug h erica goretzky eric anderson eva lavasco gina rowland jason ureb jonathan h joseph t kelly kellenberger kyle allen leslie scott russell linda grindstaff lorinda smith matthew murray michael castillo michael moore michael vance mike burke nathan dill nicholas feely pam ames preston Kamler, quest bohemian Robert uh, Quest Bowman, excuse me, Robert and George, Russell Black, Ryan Rush, Sure Shaw, Stephanie Cole, Stephanie Schwartz, excuse me, Stephen Schwartz, Terry Lowry, Tina is Liberty Cat, Tolly Owens, Tyler Reinhardt, and Zachary Williams. You guys are going to be the first ones to get all the exciting news. And thank you so much and have a wonderful day and happy Valentine's Day.